0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Double Click Podcast. Today we're talking about heaven and maybe a little bit about hell.
1: Okay, so I'm going to start things off today. Matt, I've kind of got a question for you. I don't really know how to phrase it, uh, but it shouldn't come as a complete shot because we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, but what may come as a shock to people is, I was listening to some southern gospel music, um, and just my mind kind of got to thinking about songs that we sing and and things that I've I've heard. I know in in some southern gospel songs, and uh, I got to thinking on this, and um, this question kind of came to my mind when we when we sing songs or we talk about uh, heaven, and then. Uh, you know, I've got a mansion, and we and we use words like mansions, and I will walk on streets of gold. Um, those are very kind of earthly things that we can equate to. Yeah. So, in Scripture, when I look at Jesus, when I look at yep. his teachings, uh, he kind of teaches against building up your treasures and and of of earthly things, and, and building your treasure in heaven. And um, when I look at his life and his example, and you know, we, we go to this backpack thing that we had on, on a few podcasts <laughs> ago. Like, he doesn't need, and we shouldn't need. and, I and
0: apologize to the world for talking about the
1: backpack. <laughs> well, you were wrong. It's okay. Um, but anyway, so it just, to me, that doesn't jive. To go, when I think of heaven, when I think of all the teachings of Jesus, it it's not going to crescendo in being with him in a mansion in Streets of Gold. That doesn't, that doesn't equate and compute in my brain. And so my question to you is where do we get this language where and, and why do we why is that enticing and if, and for some people is that kind of the the hook to go hey you know i need to follow jesus so i can get my fire insurance so i don't go to hell but then i get my mansion
0: you just said fire insurance
1: you know and so i get my mansion and i get to walk on streets of gold like if i'm being honest and really candid that's that's not the appeal of heaven to me the appeal of heaven is being with my savior. And so, and I get that. But what then if if that's the case, why do we sing about it? Where does well, that come from? Why are we drawing a supernatural well, earthly, I mean a heavenly perfect thing with earthly
0: Well, let's back up. Okay, yeah. let's back way way up and let's think about um the way that I mean, use a lot of theoretical language. Here, but how does someone who is so born into sin and darkness begin to understand the holiness and everything that God is, mm-hmm. like like we're we are not intelligent in comparison to God. Like we can't, you know, you're and you try- and I are just not intelligent. We're period. just not period. <laughs> but you're trying to. It's the, it's the thing I always like to say. Of like, a lot of times you got to remember, you're trying to describe an indescribable God to people, yeah, and to yourself, yeah, and so you're trying to grab onto what you can, what you do understand, and that's all the way that that humans. Begin to understand something. Like, look, let's go outside of the scriptural or or Christian realm, and you just go to school and a basic education. If you're teaching someone something new, you have to start with where they're at. Yeah. You have to start with what they know, and then you relate it to what you're teaching them. But don't you think that that that
1: kind of twists... A little bit, and I get you got to start with where they're at, but yep. but I'll, I'll share this example. So, okay. when I was a student in youth group growing up, uh, we were on a mission trip, and I was with a friend, and we kind of went in pairs to around a campground, and we just met with other kids and kind of witnessed to them and and shared the gospel with them. Well, the guy that I was with, we we came upon this young guy, and um, shared the gospel, kind of going through some different things, and. He, he asked the question, like, you know, do you know Christ? Would you like to accept Christ? And the kid was kind of hesitant. And so he goes, well, what do you like to do? And he's like, I like to skateboard. And so this kid that I was with goes, well, there'll be golden skateboards and golden ramps, and you'll get to, like, you know, skate in golden heaven. And, and so I get meeting them where they're at and trying to help them, but that also well, is Well, there's the, the, not deal is the, point. the deal
0: is the analogy you just gave, cross the line. Sure. Because, like, here's, here's the thing. For us to understand – what we don't understand like it's a journey like to get to to understand what we don't understand it's a journey and it's a wrestle no matter what it is and so in that instance what this kid you're with was trying to do was trying to give him a reference to what he enjoys and then trying to understand the amplified joy Mm -hmm. that's on a next level Mm -hmm. that he doesn't understand Mm -hmm where the line was crossed is when it became this guarantee of material possession. Mm. And even further is when the goal became the material possession.
1: But don't you think that that's the whole, like when we sing songs of I've got a mansion and the focus is the mansion or the, the, the streets of gold that I'm walk- like that again, that's what well, well, seems like a material. The if the song,
0: grab. and once again, I wasn't, I wasn't in, in the office listening to, um, the southern gospel best hits that you were um kudos to justin um but i think the question is 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 the song motivating individuals to focus on their perception of a material possession and worship that or is it something that is relating them back to god Mm -hmm. like are you using the analogy to understand god and focus on him or are is the analogy cross the line to where the analogies become the the focus of worship?
1: Yeah, and I and I think again I want to put a caveat in here. This isn't just songs. This isn't just music. I've I've struggled with this. I've heard preachers. I've heard sermons. Yep. I've heard teachers go, and we'll be in our mansions. And 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 so I, I get that. Maybe that's just growing up in the Southern Baptist kind of world. And I also want to put a caveat out there for you guys that listen to Southern Gospel. I'm not picking on that. That that's not the only. Genre of Christian music thing. that has some me all, questioning all, all genres of Christian music right exactly false yeah it it way. it has question marks for me all all of them do so I I enjoy Southern gospel as as part of my musical taste but I just happen to be listening to that and that threw me back in my mind to go these were some songs I remember growing up singing and now I just the the lyrics aren't jiving with me and so I just wanted to process well I that.
0: think I think a lot of it is the ten, here's the tension is. We don't understand how enjoyable heaven is going to be, and so it's very, very hard for us to understand that level of joy, living in a broken world, dealing with our own sin, even though we have been forgiven and we get to experience the presence of God in this context. Like, we really do not understand the unfiltered, direct, heavenly, eternal presence of God being with us. Right. And, and I think what happens, and so let me, let me, because there's probably some people listening to this going like, oh no, I've I've never thought that, whatever. Right. Um, One that I hear often that I struggle to comprehend is I take the most important earthly relationship I have, which is with my wife. And then you understand the passage where Jesus literally talks about, like to the Pharisees, you guys don't understand in heaven, you're neither married or unmarried. Like, that marriage isn't a thing there. And so you start to think about, wait a minute, so the relationship earthly that I enjoy the most is not going to exist in heaven. And there's part of me that that's a real struggle to comprehend. Yeah. Because there's so much emphasis, it seems, that, especially in the era we live in, in the Christian world, that is placed on marriage and your family. Yeah, And then all of a sudden, and there is some, there's scripture that talks about that. Like, I'm not not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. But then you're saying that that's going to cease to exist in eternity. Like that's not going to be there and it's not going to be a painful thing. Like you can't comprehend that. right? Because right right now, if your marriage disintegrated, it it was gone or people have experienced that extremely painful. So there's Mm -hmm. nothing you can comprehend outside of pain by going, that's going away. But what that speaks to is how much we don't understand. Yeah. On the joy side of it. like, there will be no comparison. We'll have complete comprehension in some way when we're in that situation, we're in the presence of God of why, lack of better phrasing, our earthly marriage no longer matters. Yeah. And that's really abrasive to yeah. some people. Like I've been in conversations with with, with with people who are very close to their spouse and they go like, I don't I like that. I don't like to talk about that. I don't like yeah. to think about that. And it's really tough. But I think that gets us back to... That's the understanding of what we're trying to do is to comprehend something we can't comprehend. Yeah,
1: and and I guess I'm okay with that struggle because you're right. We, we cannot comprehend it, but yet we are created beings by a heavenly creator yep. who we long for that home. We long for that relationship with him because that's how he created us, yep. but we don't know what that—we can't always clearly articulate that. And so I get that. I just don't want us to cheapen— what heaven is, right, and the beauty of heaven, yep. and and the goal of heaven is not for me to get there and have a mansion and streets of gold. The goal is for me to be in the presence right. of, that's, of God, the creator. And
0: that's the way I've always attempted to articulate it, um, is, is the joy of heaven is the presence of God. The And flip it the other way, okay? The horror of hell is the absence of his that's presence. That's exactly right, yeah. And that's something that no matter how hard somebody pushes God away in this life like we live in a sinful broken world but the presence of god is is among is here like yeah. as long as we're breathing
1: and and i get it metaphorically you know you think of streets of gold and you think of yep. you know crystal sea and just all all these all these different things that's that is in such contrast to what we see here on earth so i get it it's trying to say hey it's going to be unlike anything you know and like in that and that part of it is true we it's yep. it's an ungraspable thing However, I also know that living in America uh just we are we can be greedy, we can be money hungry, we could be after right. the things of this earth, we can be very materialistic. And so while then it seems like drawing a line to go hey, it's unlike anything like this broken, sinful, dirty earth. It's going to be immaculate, wonderful, sparkling, golden as an American living in 2021, almost 2022, when you think of gold and mansions, I think of breaking your back to strive, to work, to earn, to to right. get, and so it's very materialistic. And so I, I guess that's the line that I struggle with. Is well, I mean, it's
0: just, it's it's the same kind of line of like when you read about the Garden of Eden, and that everything was provided. And one thing I've done before is taken like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I've just like if you look at that in the Garden of Eden, and everything that was provided for them to have a completely peaceful, joyful free from sin and brokenness life. Me in my life experience, I go, well, what they do all day? <laughs> yeah. Like walk around and pet the lions. Like what, yeah. what, 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 do they do all day?
1: Which would be awesome. <laughs>
0: right. But uh, there's a place I'll, I'll take you to the zoo. You can jump the yeah. fence. that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but I mean like, and that's because I don't comprehend the joy level of walking in the presence of God. Like I, I, I don't, in that manner. Let me put it that Wait, way. Wait, like, say that I, again? Like, like, I don't comprehend what it would have been like in the garden or what it will be like in heaven. Yeah. Very, sim- very similar to scriptures. Literally to be so in the presence of God that's on a next level from what we experience. You can
1: hear his footsteps, right? Like, it's, you know, well, they, well, they mean, heard him coming, you know, just...
0: Well, and, and And I think that's where it's just... You know, and so you'll hear all these songs. I remember growing up, you hear all these songs about like, "Hey, I'm going to get to heaven, and I'm going to talk to Peter, and I'm going to ask him this, and all these things." And and I don't even think it's going to be that. Yeah. Because I think, and, and and let me let me pause and go back. So when we mention and look in scripture when it talks about the city of gold and all this stuff, I want to point out that when you look at scripture, you have to look at who's writing it, who they're writing it to, mm-hmm. and and the context of the passage. And most of those passages come from prophetic scripture, and it occurs in a place where it's trying to glorify God and trying trying to worship him. And so right. most of those passages in scripture are talking to a people who their religious experience in engaging God has to do with geography. It has mm-hmm. to do with the city of Jerusalem. And so especially in Isaiah where it references that, and then even when it alludes back to it in Revelation, like what it's alluding to is is, is the Old Testament style of God's presence being physically in the city of Jerusalem. So what it's doing is reaching, this is how you connected earthly with him. Well, let me describe how much better. Mm -hmm. And that's that that same line of thought. Yeah. And, but it's not trying to do it in a way that like makes it about the stuff God created in heaven.
1: And let me say this too: a lot of caveats. My issue with, with that language, my issue is not with scripture. (laughs) I don't have the issue with what, how scripture describes it. The issue is, when we take that and run with it, do we do we shift that into a different place? Does that make sense? Like, as as Scripture outlines, um, you know, John 14, 2, In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? I get that, but are we shifting that to go, ooh, we're going to have a, a big, huge mansion with... 10 bathrooms and, you know, like, I just don't want us to shift to a place of minimizing and kind of yep. reducing down the glory of what heaven is. And again, my issue is not with how Revelation or Isaiah yeah. or any, any yep. book of the Bible, the tactics they use or the descriptors that they use to describe or help us understand, there's no issue there at all. It's when we take it as humans and put it into our human context, do we do we miss the mark? And I think we always do, yep. but but i just want us to be careful of what we what we sing, what we listen to, what we ingest that that becomes what we believe and i want to make sure that we're ingesting the word of god and not the words of of man if that makes yeah, sense.
0: Absolutely. Uh future podcast. Um, cuz you said i don't have an issue with scripture and in my brain my like my my very cynical brain i went well then you don't it, you don't care about scripture if you don't have an issue with it. Um, <laughs> like you're not oh, wow. ingesting it. sorry. Okay. Future podcast. Jeez. I, that means i get to ask you the question. Okay. That threw me off the yeah. But Um, I think when we're getting into this conversation, the other side of the, the place I always go with this is the question that I hear on occasion. And a lot of times it's from people that have, have either at one point they were in church a lot and then they've kind of pushed away, like their relationship with God's dormant or non-existent. Um, and it's this is why would a loving God allow people to go to hell? And, the, and you're like, well, where did that come from? Like, right? Yeah. But here's the thing.
1: I'm going to sign off and let you answer that Okay, one. <laughs> no,
0: no. Well, okay. If I ask you that question, what's your answer, Justin?
1: Why would a loving God allow people like, to Like, to here's hell?
0: the deal. If God truly loves and values each one of his creations, even though they rebelled, why is there a heaven and hell, and why would he allow them to, to to go to hell, well, their choice, whatever, all that stuff. Why?
1: Um, you know, I think this is really on the spot. By you know, the way, I know, like I'm the, sweating okay, profusely. No, I, I mean, I'll give you this very. This isn't my full answer, but this is a quick. And he I'm like, is 100 on the spot. Right, and now. I'm going to kick it back over to yep. you. Uh, I he does all things for his glory, and his ways are higher than my ways. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a cop out answer um that is a really tough wrestle get into scripture seek the lord on that and and probably as a pastor i should have that kind of answer ready to go right off the cuff but that would be my response to someone is i don't i don't can't tell you why god would allow person a to go to heaven and person b to go to hell other than he has a plan his plan is always for his glory his plan is always for the good of those who love him and he's going to exalt himself and it it's his ways are perfect his ways are higher than than my ways so I, so I don't, I'm good with that answer. I you know, I think, I, don't I, think know. I think
0: that's a great answer and something we all have to do. I don't know. No, listen. So I, and I don't have a complete answer. So yeah. so all I'm going to do with you is share the way that I, I'm processing that currently. Like the depth of where I'm processing that. Yeah. Okay. Um because it also goes with the same answer. Well, if God loves you, why doesn't he just give you everything you want? Yeah okay and and here's 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 the because d- he loves you <laughs> because if we if we and, and you got to back out and put this in perspective, all right um, or this is this is how I wrestle with this. if we understand that the joy of heaven is being in the presence of God and the horror of hell is being outside the presence away from the presence of God like that's the definition mm-hmm. and then we look at our lives, okay so God has given each one of us the opportunity to pursue him eternity only the like simple understanding of eternity is what you have asked of god your entire life is what he gives you in eternity so if you spend your entire life pursuing god's presence okay and the and the first step to doing that is trusting christ as your savior right forgiveness of sin so that you can enter the presence of god and you're pursuing. The presence of God. You know what happens when you leave this earth? You're with him. You get the presence of God. Mm. Full, unfiltered presence of God. Do you know what happens when somebody spends their entire life saying, God, get away from me? Even though God has given them every opportunity again and again and again and again with every breath on every day, and they say, God, I don't want you near me. God, I don't want you near me. me. Get away from me. Get away from me. You know what happens in eternity? You get what you've been asking for your entire life yeah and that's hard because the other side of that is if that is not a real and genuine decision that we can make with a real consequence then it's not a real relationship Hmm. and that's tough that really is tough and so when you get to the other side of that and you're trying to because that question actually is it's created or it came about partially as an understanding believers but it's also an attempt to it's it's one of those trap questions. So it's like kind of like the uh, why is the sky green? You can't answer that, right? Because it's not. And so like like there's questions that 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 exist that are out there that are like unanswerable questions because it's just trying to get you to speak negatively about God. Like, can God create a rock so big He can't move it? Oh boy! The answer to everyone. The, <clears throat> the answer to that one, it's a ludicrous question because that's not a thing within. It's like asking why is the sky green? You can't answer that question because it's not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I think that aspect of, well, why would God, who says he's loving, do this? All of a sudden acts like it's not God's desire to have a real relationship with a person who's going to choose to be away from him for eternity. Yeah. And it's tough. And it leaves us in that headspace where we don't fully understand. And you got to trust. Yeah. You do. You have to trust. I think the beauty, though, like here's... Here's the beauty. I think God, this side of eternity, gives us glimpses. And that's all I can verbalize it as. Whether it's in a worship service, a quiet time, you you pouring into the life of somebody else. God gives us these glimpses. And, and they break me when they happen. But they're in comparison to the rest of what I experience, they feel few and far between. Mm-hmm. But they really do break me when I'm in a moment where all of a sudden I'm like... Overwhelmed by the joy of the presence of God. Yeah. And all the distractions of the world fade away. And I just get that brief taste of it. Yeah. And he allows you to feel it. He allows you to be overcome by the emotion of it. And then to understand that, like, that's eternity. Yeah. Times a bazillion. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I guess. I've never been there. You know, but I but I think that's that's accurate. And and I think that's the the, the whole point of my question from the beginning is is in his presence that's that's the reward right I don't want us to swap out a reward of, of things yep. for of, of created for the presence of the creator right absolutely. That, that is our great reward and our great punishment like you said would be the absence right. from our creator. Yep. And so <clears throat> I think that's that's a great way to put it and I, and I really appreciate that example of if we're pursuing his presence here, he gives us His presence when we when we go into eternity, yeah. or or the opposite. Um, I, that's I think that's a good that's a good answer to my to my rambling.
0: No, so <laughs> to, I mean I think the response to your question. I think the perspective aspect, like we're gonna we're we're gonna close this down, is I think the perspective aspect is like today you can experience a glimpse, mm-hmm. like you're riding in your car reading scripture like you can make time today to get a glimpse to help you. and part of it is is help yourself understand more by spending more time in his presence right yeah. and make it easier and more exciting
1: yeah and i think too the the goal is not the goal is not hey i'm going to spend time so i can get a glimpse the goal is i'm going to spend time in his word i'm going to spend time with him to build that relationship and out of that relationship he rewards us he opens our eyes to see the glimpses right yeah. like it's not a oh I'm, i don't you know i need a glimpse i'm going to go to try to achieve this glimpse right. no yeah, it's absolutely. it's it's draw close to him he'll draw close to you and then you get those moments with him that are so special
0: absolutely well, we thank you for listening. We hope this was helpful. We hope that you feel uh, motivated. You desire to open the word and to spend some time with him and in his presence. We thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.